My name is Justin Marple. I'm from Team Bloodsport, and this is the Robocast. Hello everyone, my name is Samuel at 64 and welcome back to the Robocast with myself, Steve the American Killjoy, and David of Smeg, who is once again kindly filling in for Jevon, who is somewhere on his travels, I don't know where exactly. He's on an island somewhere, but not like the main island. On, yeah. on, on, the, on one of the swords. And as you said in the intro, we are joined this week by Bloodsport Captain Justin Marple. Justin, hello my friend, how are you? Good, thanks for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure, it is a honestly a real joy um we have got a lot of questions to get to you uh in a bit but before that we must all as always inform you that this week's podcast is once again sponsored by robots ruin my life there is a link in the description if you use the code robocast at checkout you get 25 percent off your order so go and do it use our code save some money Mm -hmm. and that's not going to be there forever it's not. We've, we've, exactly. we've, we've got a deadline. I wouldn't say what it is, but it's not too far away. And we'll let mm. you know as and when the time is coming to, to stop using our code. But in the meantime, keep doing it. Yes. Justin, how would you assess your season so far? If you had to give it a grade, what would you give it? Uh, I would give it a B. A solid B so far. Um, we definitely came in with a new robot design. Um, we were definitely a team. So team, the team we're the official name team of the name of the team is Boston Stuff Robotics. And we're always a team that wants to like keep iterating and improving year from year. So, you know, we have Bloodsport One, the circle, circle, circle sport. Um, and then we kind of migrated to the, the new version of Bloodsport that people are familiar with. And now we've kind of transitioned to this brand new, almost Ice Wave esque uh, design. Um, and there's, there's always new challenges and difficulties and things that go wrong with the new design. Um, and of course, the first match didn't go very well. He kind of discovered a very major flaw um, in design. And... Oh yeah. I mean, you say match. <laughs> it was it was one hit. It was it was a spectacular hit. It was incredible. Um, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, seeing Bloodsport just kind of fail in such a way. I mean, the, was it the self riser pole just sheared itself, like not even getting touched by Copperhead, and then the entire head assembly just failing like what what was the cause of the failure it was just the material wasn't correct yeah so on the, the self-writing pole that was completely my fault um because <clears throat> that pole was meant just to be like a test to like test the geometry because it's very tricky to get the exact pole geometry right mm-hmm. so we tend to like weld it cut it off weld it cut it off weld it and during that process we just tack it on like four points um mm. which from a welding perspective isn't a structural weld it's just enough just to like flip the robot over and test it's it. ablative basically <laughs> yeah exactly so we I had completely forgotten that we had only tacked the, the, the self running pole. So sure enough, first hit it snaps right off. There's just no real weld on there. And uh, and then of course, do the electrical box thing on the backside of the head, which is new to this season. And that was made from uh, nylon, a 3D printed nylon. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that ended being a bit too brittle for our purposes. And first of all, shattered in the first, first impact. And then when it flipped over, it completely shattered into a million more pieces and then caught the fire. Yeah, so we kind of discovered that that top nylon structure was not going to fly for the rest of the season. Mm-mm. No, it was it was quite the spectacular, as I said, failure of, of the robot in general. I mean, you know, no disgrace losing to Copperhead. They've been in great form this season, but probably not the way you would have wanted to start. Um, no. And then, I mean, if we go to the, your second fight, against Gigabyte, 
again, it's not really a design that suits your robot. Like historically, you know, full body spinners, you know, tend to do quite well against your, your standard horizontal. Obviously, I say standard horizontal, like your tombstones and your rotators and things like that. But how did you feel about going into this one? This was this a kind of a must not lose situation, or at least if you're going to lose, lose very well. Yeah, definitely. Um, we definitely didn't want to have a, a repeat of a one-hit wonder. Um, that's a, a very easy way to not get invited back onto the show. For never, never mind like going to the playoffs and all that. Like you're just flipping over and dying once. It's not a good TV show. Um, but yeah, Gigabyte's a really difficult robot for us because there's not really much we can do to it. Um, the shell is just like hardened steel, so we hit the shell and nothing happens, and we just kind of have to hope either we can have more control, like we control the match much better than they do. Um, we'll hope they just kind of die at some point. Um, so at the beginning of that match, I remember, I think Kenny was like, oh, what's, what's Justin doing? With, like, why is he spinning up? And the reason is because we, we were just trying to control the match. Like, let them pin, pin, pinball around the arena. Something of that sort. The wedge ended up not being the right geometry, and we kind of learned a few things. We aren't so good. We don't, we don't, we don't design wedges too often. <laughs> <laughs> of course. No. But, uh, yeah, we, unfortunately, it didn't quite work out. But once we got the weapon going, it kind of, it, you know, stumbled into into place and we got that one absolutely i think it was um i think i say a bit of a surprise considering you know the just the by nature of the two robots but i think you know a, a well-earned win in the end against uh gigabyte so let's move on to some list of questions um we're going to start off with user shadow rush 2112 on twitter and aiden muted on discord and both kind of ask a similar question in what was the initial inspiration for the theming of bloodsport Theming. Um, that's a good question. I there's not really an explicit uh, inspiration. Uh, I think it kind of came from the name. We, we when I was was uh, applying during season four. I've, I've mentioned the story in the past, but <clears throat> the, the way the, the the name came to be was from like actually a Taylor Swift song because Jack Barker of Endgame is a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> My wife will love that. <laughs> yeah, so I was looking through just Taylor Swift songs, and sure enough, one was I think. Bad Blood or something. Right. Uh, but Jack had already had a box named Bad Blood, so uh, I was like, somehow I got to Bloodsport. I don't know. I never watched any movies or anything like that. It just kind of came to me at some point and applied with it and just kind of ran with it since. And the theming kind of seemed to make sense, like Bloodsport, because it's going to be bloody. It's kind of a sporty sort of thing, so let's just splatter blood everywhere. <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. I'm sure Taylor would be proud. <laughs> I'm sure she would. <laughs> I'm sure she would. Uh, Steve, do you want to take the next one? Uh, sure. Uh, the next question is from Living Murphy's Law on YouTube. Uh, what's your favorite weapon bar uh, that you brought for this season? That's another good question. Um, let me think. I always, I would, I know Nick probably has his favorite bar. He's the weapon designer for uh, Bloodsport. Mm -hmm. uh, but my personal one is always the long, the, the long bar, the kind of the classic the one we've been running every single season. Because mm -hmm. it seems to just work. Like, I don't know what it is about that bar, but it has, like, a really high wins percentage, and uh, it doesn't seem to fail us very often. So I always, like, it's, a little, it's like, comforting going to a match with the long bar. So I'm like, okay, I'm familiar with this. I know what's going to happen. There's no weird anything going on. It's it's going to hit. It's going to hit hard. It's going to cut through things well. And, you know, so that's, that's going to be my vote. Good choice. I feel like if you were ever to get a hex bug, that would be the one to use. <laughs> right? I, I do not <laughs> have interchangeable the discs. Right? That would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't it just? Uh, 
Right, I'll take the the next question. Uh, so Ray McKean asks: This year, the drive looks to be a little bit more controllable. So, what's uh, what changes have you done to achieve this? That's a funny question because I would actually say the opposite. The drive is <laughs> not very. It's a really poor drive, actually. Um, and I, I had a really hard time controlling it this year. Um, and the reason for that is kind of multifaceted, but. Uh, fundamentally, it's kind of, I guess you guys are all Formula 1 fans. Uh, the, the drive is very oversteery, so it tends to like like to kick around really quick unexpectedly, and it's really hard to control that versus last year or in previous design, versions of design, it, the, the center of gravity was better centered around the wheels. Um, I guess it's kind of hard to see in this picture here, but uh, the weapon shaft has actually moved like two inches farther forward. That was kind of an experiment we were making in this version of the, of the robot. And yeah, that definitely, yeah, the, the back end is like a kick around all sorts of weird ways, unexpected ways. So you'll kind of see in the matches, I'll just kind of suddenly just like rotate in place very quickly. And most of the time it's not intentional. I'm like fighting that, uh, that urge. And the other part of this is new wheels with these split wheel designs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found, so I can, I can go into that a little bit later, but we found the grip was actually not as good as we were hoping. Um, and we had to run harder compounds than we have in the past. So it ended up being, you know, it was like less friction on the ground and the drive is not as well centered as it was in the past. So. Yeah, I'd actually, unfortunately, I wouldn't agree that. <laughs> that's that's still fair. That's still fair. I, I I do love the new like drive setup. At least with how like the the chains were between the wheels. That that was a cool design setup. Just to, like, yeah. as as a protection point of view as well, it's just really yeah. clever. Like you know, the, the chain's not the most exposed bit. It can kind of hide it between the two wheels. The wheels are going to fail first, which is again quite a, a useful feature to have. Yeah, as a as a kind of interesting. Tidbit, we used to spend about $500 a year on chains alone. <laughs> uh, they, they would break, they would dense and break every single match, um, but, but with the way they were positioned within the robot. So this was, yeah, it protects the chain a lot. But we, didn't have to, we didn't have to replace a single chain, maybe one chain the whole season or something like that. Wow. That's, big, that's big. pretty good. That's... See, cost-saving measures, you'd love to see yeah. it. You're like, frugal, <laughs> the frugal Bloodsport team. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, kind of the most obvious and notable thing about Bloodsport this year is the relocation of everything to the the big head on top. Uh, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name, but I'm really sorry. So, Aldrin Miles Partosa on YouTube and Ivan Yang both asked, um, "How would you protect yourself against the growing number of overhead attack bots, and what are the pros and cons of doing what you've done and moving all the weapon motors to where it is now, as to conceal in the body where it was before?" Yeah, so I guess to uh, go into why we actually moved the weapon motors above uh, the bar, um, there's there's a couple there's a couple of reasons. One is uh, it's much easier to design the weapon system when you don't have these like like heinous constraints of trying to keep everything below like three inches. In the past, we had like all these tiny little motors that were underneath the weapon, and it was just so hard to work on. All the motors were all the wires were squished into the chassis, and it was just kind of unmaintainable in a lot of ways. It took us if we had to take off the top plates, it would take us like two hours to put the top plates back on because they had to mush all the wires in the right spot. And, <laughs> and and we also wanted to grow the weapon. Like we wanted more weapon power going forward because we could always, you know, our spin up times like seven, eight seconds depending on the bar. And we really prefer that to be close to four to five seconds. Um, and it's just impossible to do that, putting the weapons, you know, under the, under, in, under the chassis. Um, there's also other benefits like we can put a clutch now in line. So before we had motors, the bearings would shatter like almost every match. So you know, it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell, but it was the, if the bearings go bad or like one goes, you know, yeah, one shatters and it's just kind of 
riding there, not really producing torque. Um, so putting a clutch in line lets us uh, yeah, remove all the shock loads from the, the, the motor system. Um, and there's also this other effect of if you take the weapon motors away, you can shrink the whole chassis by like about two inches or so, um, which then means we can have shorter bars and stronger bars um, to, to hopefully, you know, resist more bar shattering in the, in the, in the future fights. <laughs> but of course, there is the key, the, the, so there's a, a lot of those dis- or advantages which are great, and then the key disadvantage is now it's exposed. And we kind of made this decision where we, we went through all the boxes, we're like, okay, how many boxes is actually affect? This is making it worse, like work less competitive against this box. And it's about 10% of the field. So 90% of fights will have a better robot in theory. 10% will have to struggle a harder than we did before. We felt like we had like paths to protecting the head in various ways. So I think it can take. I think the pros outweigh the cons. Um, I forget if that actually answered the question, but. Yeah. I, think, I, think that's, I think that's pretty good because, you know, as you say, you, ultimately every decision you make in any battle bot or you know, any combat robot anyway, is kind of like, it's a compromise. You can't have, you can't have all, you, you know, you can't have all things to all people. It's, at some point you have to decide, okay, I'm doing this for this reason. I'm going to suffer out here, but I'm going to gain it back somewhere else. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so all right, so what would we do here? Uh, so this is uh, Hoppin on Discord. Uh, is there any part of Bloodsport that goes underappreciated, designing, uh, design-wise, machining-wise? Uh, like, this, is there something that you think is rather cool, just doesn't get covered by you or the show enough? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> we know well, how to source them. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Uh, you know, I always, I'm, I'm always, so I designed the, the, the built chassis that sits, that kind of pulls everything together. And I, I, I have a soft spot for that, of course. Um, that, that takes hundreds of hours of design. It's when it comes out of the, it comes from you know, the machine shop. It's this beautiful piece of art, and then we have to go destroy it. But... <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Hence is the, hence is the the way the, what you do. <laughs> the yeah, school, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, that that doesn't get covered in the show too much. But you know, it's it's kind of a nitty gritty to detail. Like not many people mm. care about the machining of the build chassis. Mm. Um, I think anything else. Something new that we did this year, actually, with the chassis is uh, we put everything into T, like the 3D printed TPU mounts for all the electronics. So if you actually open up the top plates, there's all this like nice red TPU, like holding everything together right into place. And, nice. and we kind of tune like the infill of the TPU to like give a certain amount of like shock loading, like absorbent absorb shock loading absorption ability. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so this year we actually did lose uh, many drive anything that was in the, the drive. I don't think we lost a single ESC um, because we, yeah, we had, you know, a full inch or 20, like 25 millimeters around all the electronics and they'll just kind of bounce around a little bit. And it, it's kind of a, that, that that to me seemed like a really good improvement with an R end. And also helps with the wire management as well because you can 3D print this TPU, like all the wires that kind of fit inside the TPU and when you put the top plate down, you don't have to like play this game of like poking all the wires into the right spot. Just, right. You know, put the top plate down here, you're good. <laughs> Everything has its own home, sort of thing. What was that? Everything sort of has its own home, if you like. Oh, yes, exactly, exactly. Because we know how tricky wiring can be after you get these robots together. Like you do all the CAD design, and then you're like, just smush it in. Just, 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 just smush it in. I mean, that's the the Beal approach, right? Just sort of shove it in and hope for the best, right? Yeah. The forbidden spaghetti. Yeah. 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 We try to avoid to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely done it. Oh dear. 
Right. Uh, so our next question is from Team Tiny Hands on YouTube, which I, I love the name on that one. But <laughs> uh, what was the material in the head made of uh, after the uh, Copperhead fight? Because we know it shattered with like the the 3D printing on that. And uh, what sort of extra armor did you include for like uh, the Bloodsport fight as well? Rotator, double end, oh, rotator. You are not fighting themselves. <laughs> You're not fighting yourselves. I mean, you technically Hopefully are throughout not. the event, but not, during, not not in the box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, so for the rotator fight, we actually put a uh, AR kind of bent AR plate that sat in the front, so you see where the eyes are in the. So right behind that, there's a we probably had a big thick, it was like quarter inch, three eighths inch piece of AR that fit right around that. So if, in theory, if rotator were to run upside down or to hit us. We had some like potential to survive a hit from them. Um, we weren't really sure how much I'd actually do, but you know, figure is better than nothing. So, um, so we had that. And in terms of the head, we so we were using nylon, three um, D printed nylon, and we actually went to our sponsor, Proto Labs, um, and basically got them to do it, make an aluminum version of that same part uh, within like forty eight hours. So between the Copperhead fight and the Gigabyte fight. They were actually able to machine ship and and we were able to assemble a machine part on site and have it ready for that fight, which is completely ludicrous to think about. Mm-hmm. Like that's a like I can't even tell you how clutch having a sponsor like that is and in times like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so that, that's ultimately was our solution. We moved everything to aluminum. It was a little bit heavier, but we actually came underweight a little bit, so we actually did have an extra pound or two to play with. So it all worked out. That's amazing. All, all, all good on that. I mean, I, I remember from recording like this was like the uh, Copperhead fight was like the last one of that day's worth of recording, and then I think fortunately you had like that day off to get things sorted out before uh, going back into fight night again. So it was it, it played into your hands in a way on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very fortunate how the schedule looked out for sure. Yeah, good to know your fights ahead of time. Too. Yes. Oh, I can't tell you how nice that was this year. <laughs> Every team we've interviewed this year has said exactly I the mean, same thing. <laughs> you, you say that, but I mean, you, your lineup was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least we could plan for it. Like, because in the past, we never really played horizontals. Then we had to face two horizontals this year. So, you know, we we had to prepare two wedges. And, having, and knowing that ahead of time, you know, helps a ton. Because then we can have, okay, okay, Jordan, when you go over to the Wellington, have them make two of them, not just one. So, you know, that worked out. Absolutely. Uh, Battlebots Papercraft on Discord says, "What was the inspiration originally behind Bloodsport's design in 2019, and why did you go for the round shape for its first outing?" Good question. Uh, we the hope there was that it would help the, the circular chassis would help itself right using the GDI pole because when we had designed the initial uh, uh, Bloodsport, all the overhead spinners at that point had no ability to really self right. Um, at least not really in a controlled manner. I think Tornado Mirror had a way of like spinning really fast and sometimes it would like topple itself over, but we didn't really want to go that approach. So our thought was like, okay, if it flips over, there's if it's around, it'll, there's nothing to catch on the on the ground. So it could just kind of rotate and use the pole to kind of lever itself over. As it turns out, that didn't actually work. Fortunately, we never had to, we didn't, we never had to show that in a fight, but uh, yeah, it, there was enough torque and the way the lever is, it, it, there was no chance about that ever having work, but luckily with Bloodsport 2 and future versions, we were able to optimize it, you know, with the new kind of curly shape and the way the, the chassis actually designed it. Uh, it makes it much, it makes it possible to actually self-write in that way. Very good. 
Very useful. Okay. Uh, Darren Gladstone on YouTube uh, asks, uh, what did you learn since we, you can kind of squint and say, hmm, if, this, if only this robot was blue or silver gray, uh, <laughs> what did you learn from watching Ice Wave fight? And have you anything planned in case somebody attempts to use a de-icer kind of tactic against you? Ooh. Um, we certainly watch basically every overhead spinner match out there like a million times over. You know, we've, we've studied. So the biggest thing that we solved with Bloodsport 2, I think the 2020, 2021 version of Bloodsport was the stability of like of these long bars. It had traditionally it would flip over. And so we spent every single, or we spent many, many months just like going through every single fight and like, okay, we hit him in this way, kind of like did this whole shaky thing, like, and trying to like kind of understand the, the way they fought. Um, sort of the icer, we haven't, we've thought about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think the solution It's a is, very rare tactic. I mean, it's only been used once, so it's, you know, it's, you, you never, you never know, but, you know. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, that might be something I'll bring up later today. <laughs> like, See, <laughs> influencing bot designs, I love it. <laughs> we, we're, we're an R&D team here now as well. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David? Uh, Yep, I'll take the last one. So Michael Wise on Facebook asks, what is your favorite win with Bloodsport? And what was your favorite loss with Bloodsport as well? Mm. I think my favorite win might be Blacksmith or Claw Viper. Those are really fun fights last year. Um, I think anytime you, you face, a, at least for us, we control or face a control bot. Mm. Uh, it's always just back and forth, trying to get away, spin up, attack get away and they're always right on you the whole time so it's really exciting to drive it's really exciting to watch um it's usually very you know the claw viper cutting off their little uh that that was one of the fights of the season last year it was just so like i can't remember which crazy fight it was it was when you kind of you were over the wall and then i think your like pole touches the floor and then you just just (laughs) happen to like there's like the the door handles up or something and like on another day it's not (laughs) it's not there and you're over but yeah, just happened on, on that one time you just happened to fall back down. It was great. Uh, definitely had a heart attack in that moment. <laughs> I mean, I think the, the best part about those wins is when you go over. The, so after the fight, you normally take a judge's decision. You look over to the other person, and they're having just as much fun, you know, as you were because it was such a crazy fight. Mm-hmm. Kind of like even just waiting, you can kind of be excited and talking about like talking to them about what happened and like all the cool things that happened. Like it's a, it's a good feeling when both drivers come out of the fight, even if they lose or if I lose. You know, it's like, like, oh yeah, that was an incredible fight. Uh, that makes makes that win. Uh, yeah, everybody's happy with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in terms of losses, you know, usually when you have a loss, it something went terribly wrong. At least for us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think you know, it's the Scorpios fight back in the Bounty Hunters. That was a good. That was a good loss. It was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty close. I think we kind of wished the robot was in a better state than it was, but you know, we we fought as good as good as we could have. It's a long season at that point. Once you get to yeah. those since Lady Slugfest episodes, it's you know you've been through a lot at that point. Robots get tired after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fight people get weeks. tired. And people <laughs> yeah, get tired. That was fight nine or ten for us that season. It was yeah, and it, it, so it was like almost a fight a day at that point. It was, yeah. it was really brutal. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it's kind of post Minotaur at that point as well. So it's already mm-hmm. been through the ringer and everything else. And my goodness, yep. yeah, the event really sandwiches. has evolved. Oh, sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about sandwiches. <laughs> no. The event really has evolved in a way where it's, you know, I mean, back in the day, it used to be a knockout tournament, even the early reboot knockout tournament. Now it's, you know, it's a... It's a marathon, it's a not full, a sprint. It, it, yeah. It's a full-blown condensed sports season, you know what I mean, where you guys go for two, maybe a little bit more weeks to get there a little earlier. Um, 
maybe stay a little later, you know, to have fun in Vegas, maybe if you hadn't already. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it, it, it's a, a lot's changed, you know, since, you know, since BattleBots is uh, golden era, silver era. What would we call that for? Inception. Week, right? Inception. Inception. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. yeah it's, it's, it's certainly a very difficult, uh, yeah. it's, it's like the funnest two weeks of the year, but yeah. it's also the most difficult. <laughs> yeah. 16 hours of work every single day going nonstop and every year we try to figure out ways to like make the whole process like nicer it'd be nice to like take an afternoon off because we're <laughs> ready but it never seems to happen so no. yeah. it'll happen one year i believe <laughs> Although, yeah, I, 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 I suppose if that if that does happen it probably means you've either been knocked out way too early yeah. or something else like that you know <laughs> Yeah. Just giving the controls to somebody else, like, all yeah. right, that's it. Seasons in the bin. I'm gambling blood sport on a roulette table. It's fine. <laughs> right. We have got seven fights to talk about from yeah. episode 11 of BattleBots. Let's crack on, shall we? Starting with Black Dragon and Bota. Yeah. Bota the return, oh, yes. The return yeah. of the USS Beta and its. I'll give the I'll give the beta team credit and John credit. It looked better and performed slightly better than it did previously um, when fighting Lockjaw and Rebel. I think it's fought before with that kind of outer loop, if you like. I I, I just don't think it works, and it's a shame because I, I I know John is kind of he's not anti forks, but he's he's very reluctant to use forks and kind of kind of join that ground game meta which you've seen and kind of commented on so many times over the years and he's kind of reluctant to do that and i and i respect him for trying something new but it it, it just didn't work in this fight yeah. it's a shame uh black dragon was just too low and too quick yeah if, if you're in john's position i'm gonna put you on the spot sam and david i guess maybe justin <laughs> yep. too uh would you put forks on beta would you commit the sin of of putting forks on the robot you know i mean this his none of his robots have had forks ever like it's 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 not a thing he's done mm, that there comes a time when if you keep losing in the same way to the same type of weapon you've got to adapt to Mm -hmm. to and he has you know this is a this is an adaption yeah it's an it's definitely an improvement on like the 2020 setup but it's Mm -hmm. still it's not quite there yet not quite there yeah Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't personally put forks on it. I'd kind of not forks, such in like the same sense like Endgame has, you know, the big right. long chonkers at the front that go halfway across the arena. I wouldn't do that. That's not really necessary for for beta. Something maybe like shatter, like the kind of not the keep away sticks, the kind of shorter like standard forks they've got, just like you know, kind of poking out the front of the wedge might be useful. Mm-hmm. Again, I know he's reluctant to do that because, yeah. you know, why? I, I respect him for trying something different, but like it. There, there is now hard physical data to, to prove that it's just not working for him. Yeah, I think, there's yeah. a trend. Yeah, it, it's tricky trend. too because there's so much on beta. I mean, really, the most protected part is when he has the wedge. Anything on top, not really well protected. I think he'd be better back, off going with the wedge. I really think he yeah. would, like just go with the standard plow setup. I think he would have been yeah. better off. A wedge maybe with with some more protection up top, possibly because I know there's a. There's a there there's a, a possibility to that, yeah mm-hmm. yeah we we did see that <laughs> so that if there there is a I mean you could just use the wedge that he uses like here I mean possibly mm-hmm. with, with a little bit more top protection mm-hmm. um I don't know so just just in what do you do what's what's the answer I <laughs> uh, yeah it's tough because Black Dragon is such a tough robot it doesn't die yeah. ever we haven't talked a lot about Black Dragon I mean Black Dragon <laughs> just you know ran through this fight yeah I yep. mean 
But the, the thing could be on fire in five different ways and it'll still <laughs> yeah. around. Like, it's, uh, it's definitely something I think for beating you to win the control game. You're not going to be able to knock them out. So the, the concept is going to be like maybe hit their weapon and hopefully it disables it in some in some fashion. But I think in reality, you have to be able to control the fight to, to be able to win it. So I would definitely, if I was in John's position, I would definitely be thinking either a ground scooping wedge or some sort of fork wedgelet configuration of some sort. Yeah. We, we have seen like the kind of flat face approach work before. Like, you know, we saw Rusty of all robots do, you know, do it against Copperhead and Copperhead just couldn't hit it for the yeah, longest lockjaw, time. Lockjaw, another good example. Yeah. Lockjaw, just um, feed that back wedge into it. And kind when of, done right, it does mm-hmm. work. Yes. It, it's, there's just that, that kind of like lip at the bottom, which is kind of like, it's like an inverse wedge. And it's like, it's mm. like, please go under me. Please. Yeah, look, bro- yeah, bro- it's, Bronco it's kind of did exactly. that thing. Yeah. yeah, Bronco kind of did that thing where like, if you have a really stout base plate and it can take hits, you can survive these hits from these verts. Like I, I, I get the basis mm-hmm. of of the strategy. It just, I mean, what do you got to make your base plate out of that it's going to survive hits Granite. like this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> some some kind of hard material. Which... Unobtainium, right? Unobtainium, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, we won't talk about Beta's final fight just yet because we'll, we'll have to discuss that a little bit later well, on. But we do have one more thing to bring up before the before the fight. Okay. How they had the the little ki- uh, kilohertz toy to press yes! the was yes! very nice. Yes, very nice touch. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Good. Meanwhile, very... just a sledgehammer approach on the black dragon <laughs> yeah. team. <laughs> Do you think John maybe should have gone with the pill? Do you think he's a little bit too protective Ooh. of the pill? Mm. It's hard. I mean, they didn't really get a chance. I mean, to be fair, let's yeah. let's talk about the fact that Beta lost by getting turned over, and they, yes. I think their hammer was yeah. already kind of sad after the first hit or two. Yeah. Couldn't retract properly, and I think it wouldn't have ultimately mattered. Yeah. But they could have done. But what's, why risk it? I suppose they've got these flat hammers for a reason. Why not use them? I guess. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was thinking like going into this fight with Black Dragon being so flat. Uh, mm. I mean, with, with with how well they did against Shatter with so much flat to hit. Uh, I'm thinking that it was a possibility that uh, you know it, it could have gone similarly just to avoid that spinner at the front, but that's so easy to say and hard to do. Yeah, just uh, to avoid the, the the scary spinny thing and everything's fine, right? Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um, who is Black Dragon's final fight? They currently sit at 2-1, and one, wins over Monsoon and Beta, loss against Quantum. Yeah, uh, they're drumming it up. Here comes Riptide. Uh, Ooh, Riptide yeah. 3-0 coming in has destroyed everyone in their path on the way to this final fight. Uh, this is going to be uh, either drag out a fight between two really hard hitters or it's going to be over quickly. Uh, it's I, 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 I know they harp on this. This Black Dragon's not been knocked out in 24 fights. I mean, and if, they, if they survive it, they get the... Is yeah, it, is if, it, if they, they survive it, it they equal, yeah, I believe they equal it with bite force. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. Just, I don't think there's a harder fight to have to go through this season uh, to, to have to match the record that bite force set. So, I mean, it's. I mean, it's it's a very impressive record, nonetheless, from Black Dragon. And fair, fair play to them for getting yeah. as, as far as they have done. But it's it's a tall order. The way that Riptide's been performing yep. this year, it's terrifying. They could do it, like Justin said earlier. The bot can drive around on fire. So. You know, it's, you, you never know. You literally never know. But I worry for them. You know, it's a, it's a tall order, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Fight two sees Cobalt and Overhaul. What a strange it was, fight! It was, it was strange. Like Cobalt yeah. just couldn't get a purchase on Overhaul for the longest time. 
Yeah. Overhaul with those really long. Where have they been hiding? Yeah. Charles. Over, over, overhaul <laughs> deserves to be here. Big surprise, right? Where yeah. have those long. Like, I always feel, feel like Overhaul's problem is they have to rely on robots to get super close to them for them to kind of use their weapon properly. Like, Claw Viper's point of engagement is way ahead of the robot itself, right? Whereas Overhaul's is quite short and close to where the rest of Overhaul is. These long forks are brilliant. They just did a great job of keeping Cobalt away. I mean, yeah, long forks, barbs, and everything. You know, it's it, it's perfect. It, and they, Charles drove brilliantly. Um, you know, Cobalt eventually the, the damage did start to pay off. I think the one of the first few hits knocked out the arm. I think on top. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was done in after his first fight. Although Cobalt got very lucky because they. And <laughs> they did themselves on the side. Like, yeah, immediately, right off, right off the, right off the front of the the fight. I mean, is it <laughs> is it's this an, an instance where, like, the, <laughs> where the robots didn't touch? Do you reset kind of thing? <laughs> like, hmm, was it a fight? <laughs> yeah, gotta give props to overhead the or overhaul to uh, to to knock them off because I I think if I was in that position, I would have like let that marinate for a little while and like put the right head and try to figure something out. But now he just went. Like screw it, matches continuing. Let's keep going. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. As you say, it is very sporting of Charles. I wonder how many teams would actually think, especially okay, if it was tournament time, hundred percent. That's getting left it, right, right there. Right there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a repeat of Blip and um, uh, Jackpot. Yeah, it was Jackpot last year, wasn't it? Or just I'm mm. not touching that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's tough. I mean. At this point, I mean, Charles technically is still fighting for a tournament spot. I mean, he's one mm-hmm. and one coming into this fight. You beat Cobalt. I mean, you're you're probably making the bracket even at two and two with such a scalp. Uh, I'm leaving him on the wall. I mean, basically saying that like you know I'm not going to fight. Um, no, it, that, that's just that's just not it's a very that, that, bad win. That's just like, not his way. Losses and there are bad wins. <laughs> and I'm glad. He, I mean, I think we're all glad he did because it ended up being a good knockout drawn out fight that you know i just was very impressed with with how durable overhaul was but then you know it's just it's just dave picking his spots you know there's a lot yeah. to hit on overhaul uh so i mean he's just trying to fight the gyro i know is tricky but I, as soon as he's flat and coming straight at you it's it's very tough to beat a, a spinning a spinning disc of that caliber honestly and it's it, it's definitely a, a bot to fear this year i think we've we've covered that enough i mean they are my pick to win so yeah they are still your pick to win and, and this is a return of the the kind of saw disc as well first yeah, yeah this year. um i believe they call it nasty yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's that's a fitting name it's yeah short and sharp right literally yeah yeah there's not much more really to say i, I again yeah. i'm impressed for the fact that overhaul you know did as well as it did i thought this would be a much shorter fight i was you know kind of thinking oh my god we might have a massive surprise on our hands here but as the fight wore on you know ground down and the inevitability mm-hmm. happened really yeah yeah I, I i will say overhaul right before that big final hit it looks like a little clip from cobalt stops the wheels or maybe just charles stops moving the disc stops moving the wheels because he knows he's going to get a, a big hit and i guess you know just what's the point of spinning your wheels if i'm stuck on the forks and then that that big hit happens against the the glass and overhaul is sad uh sad bot 2020 has returned um <laughs> But you know, hey, what a, uh, what, a, what a throwback that is! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear me. Um. So that leaves Cobalt at two and one, Overhaul at one and two. Who mm. are their final fights, Steve? Who have they got? So Cobalt's going up against uh, big surprise of the year, uh, Lucky. 
they've had a, a very good season. Uh, they're they're currently sitting at two and zero. They still have a fight before they have to face Cobalt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're they've had a really good run so far. Uh, wins against a, a very scary Triton and Kraken still trying to find its way. Uh, but that'll be a good fight, I think. Uh, when that happens, that's a little ways out. Uh, that's probably I, I think that's the last week of the season. That mm-hmm. that, that uh, le- yes, that's yeah. the last one. Yeah. So the, we'll 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 wait on that. Uh, that 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 that's a. A great fight. A, it's a, a great thing. prospect, isn't it? Yeah. A great thing happens in that fight. It's a very exciting fight. So look forward to it. Okay. All right. Uh, so Overhaul. Overhaul has Shredded Bro. Mm. Uh we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh kind of a tough fight for both bots to kind of go against each other. Uh at the end. I think uh Overhaul sitting at uh one and two and Shredded Bro still at one and one, still having to fight Lucky. Uh so it's you know, depending on how that that fake shapes out, if you have Tredipro coming in at two and one, and you know, overall one and two, it's. But if both going in at one and two, it's it's kind of a tricky, kind of a tricky decision on if even if the bot out of that fight wins, do they make the they, bracket? They need to. They need a perfect performance, pretty much. Yeah, like, you, you like need a, a win. You need a highlightable performance. Yeah, you know. But I mean, even still, it's probably a low seed for either bot. But you know, we'll see. I mean, that's still we got the future. It's way out there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Still a few weeks until that fight. Mm-hmm. Fight three. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sad. I don't understand the setup that uh, Switchback so? had going into this fight. That, it just feels like it's they're feeding this sort of like wedge the into beak. Ominous. It's, it's, it's yeah, the beak it's wedge. Beak. Like, I feel Forks would have been better. That was It was strange on that setup, at least. But yeah... It's it's one of those fights where almost was winning until they won. So I, I actually know what happened sad. to Optimus this time. And I, I, for real, right? For real this not... time. Because okay. I, I had a quick chat with Tim on Friday. Um, so I asked what happened. He was winning the fight until he wasn't. Um, basically, the hydraulic pump for the Shrebeck shifted and the motor got stuck in the frame. So there's got no like mm. action with the Shrebeck and that was that. And... It's a shame because we were finally starting to see some ominous goodness because that's what yeah. that's what we've been waiting for. It, yeah. yeah, that's what ominous has done over on here, the other side of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's we're waiting for that. Um, uh, could switch back consider themselves lucky? I mean, J- Justin, I mean, kind yes. of analyze the fight for us a little bit. I mean, what would you be happy if you were switch back in this situation? Yeah, that like front plow thing in front of the weapon, right? And mm-hmm. that yeah, in the way a little bit. So that that was a little. A little strange to me. I I haven't talked to the switchback team then to to know exactly what their thought process was with with something like that. So maybe there was something that you know, I, I I don't know. But I, I know think... Greg's been doing fight recaps, so I don't, I don't know if he's done one for this one just yet. Uh, I know mean, he's been uploading those, so maybe he'll cover it. Cool. Yeah, I'd be I'd be really interested to to hear that. Um, but yeah, both these robots are um they're just beautiful robots. Like I'm, yeah. I'm jealous of like because they're both very unique. They they still have kind of like that vertical spinner costume, so they could still both be fairly competitive. Um, but they're just I just I I think I spent like 30 minutes looking at ominous at some point during filming. <laughs> I mean like you know something was you know it's, things were happening and I had a break and I was like oh man that's, that's yeah gorgeous. it is a piece of work to look at like in person right you just kind of look at it like it's just fabulous isn't it it really it's really so is small as well i know where where is where's all the stuff where do you yeah. put it all it's yeah. it's fabulous it really really is and i feel like they've 
I feel like they've been unfortunate in the way that their seasons sort of panned out. I mean, Claw Viper in their first fight was on a tear and, you know, has been on a tear ever since. Um, you know, the second fight with Shredit Pro, I mean, that was unfortunate, the fact that the BattleBots felt the need to do what they did as well, but that's another... Just, so dirty. Yeah, they got yeah. done so dirty. And, and then this fight, you know, they, they're doing the thing and they're beating Switchback and then how's your luck? When it's not in, it's not in. Yep. Um, yeah. One of them things, I guess. Uh, Steve. Yeah. Who's next for these two? That uh, obviously switchback. The last fights each. Yeah. yeah switchbacks now yep. two and one. Ominous at one mm-hmm. and two. So switchbacks. Uh, yeah. Switchback finishing their season. Uh, they'll finish their season the final week against hijinks. Mm. Uh, it's a It's an interesting fight. I, I. I. I'd like to see how that how that phases out. You feel like Switchback could get up underneath that frame and lift it up, but I mean, that's only if the, the blade isn't spinning. If the blade is spinning on hijinks, uh, this could be pretty scary. Uh, you, you're, you're hoping that that ring of armor around the outside on Switchback's stout enough to to survive that. This is also, of course, if hijinks spins up to full speed and it has a chance to. Um, so that'll be that'll be a good fight, and hijinks currently sitting at... Hijinx currently sitting one at two. one and two, so, so, like, and that's their both, both last fights of the seasons. Of... Kind of need a win to like land themselves a good spot. Like even like, Switchback needs a good win in a yep. way for this. They, mm-hmm. they need their landmark win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Ominous, uh, yep, as you said, currently sitting at one and two, has to go up against uh, Shatter. Both of these bots kind of fighting for their tournament lives. Uh, say one of the one or but one of one of these bots gets a win. Uh, it's it's possible to make an argument uh, to get in. Probably the right at the edge of the bracket we're talking like 30s and below possibly maybe right in the low 20s i mean the, the high 20s um but y- if you have a really nice final fight you know you never know it's it's possible to to squeak in both of these bots their seasons have not gone to plan um so it's this also, will be a very important also, fight to get the bracket it's the omni v mechanisms in that final yeah. fight which would be interesting to see mm-hmm. <laughs> which trans- shatters had yeah oh we go ahead I was going to say, which translational movement is the best kind, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we get to have the Omni versus Omni fight. Uh, we need to have an Omni rumble with Glitch as soon as they decide to, you know, work We'll, we'll get to Glitch. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Uh, you know, hey, but Shatter 0-3, I mean, the fact that I'm still even thinking of them as a, a possible sneak-in for the bracket must mean that their fights this year have been, you know, decent. I mean, the, the, the Horizon loss does not look good. Uh, I don't I don't care how you slice it, uh, but the, the losses against Huge and Beta don't look too bad. Uh, considering how those seasons have gone, mm-hmm. um, so a, a good win against Ominous might make them in, maybe, maybe over a couple of two and two teams who have not had great I think seasons. Either team needs to win heavily in order to yeah. get in. I think is the yeah. is the idea. They both need to kind of Very dominate much. the opponent, and if it's or or have a you know an excellent three minute fight where you know there's bits hanging off both robots and yeah. limping around the arena afterwards. It I needs to be fight of the week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 the long and the short of it. It really does. That's the goal, right? It surely is. Well, we mentioned Glitch. Oh, dear. The oh, kids, Kyle, why? The kids <laughs> from Berkeley College. It's just not happening for them this year, is it? I, I, I do... I have to say, you know, I do wonder... I know they had... Was it... They had some kind of exams going on, and there was a lot of team was like turnaround. Was yeah. yeah, they had a lot of team turnaround. I think they kind of mentioned it in the episode. Like, there's, there's loads of them, which is yeah. great. But... Ultimately, every person on the team, I mean, Justin, you can kind of bring us in here a little bit, but like every person on the team has a job or some jobs. Having that kind of change around of personnel, does like, is that difficult at all? 
It's, it definitely is. Um, this is something that we've been trying to work on year after year, and we're still not very good at it. It's like just knowledge sharing between all the team members. So mm-hmm. even before the events, you know, I'll be, you know, me, maybe me, I'm the person who ends up assembling all the gearboxes when we're at in the garage. Um, but when we actually get there, there's, you know, we're all running around and maybe someone has to take our gearbox out. I'm like, okay, how do I, what's the right torque for the screw? Like, well, how do I, how do I deal with this? And trying to figure out a process to not yet knowledge share and spread things around, especially as people leave during the events. And it's, it's definitely a challenge to figure out. And a lot of it just comes down to like valuing, like committing time. Like, okay, I'm going to spend 30 minutes today, even though it doesn't help me get to the test box, I'm going to spend 30 minutes today teaching everyone how to deal with the, the gearbox or how to disassemble the drive. And then mm-hmm. and spending that 30 minutes now, it saves you five hours over the course of the whole event because now everyone else can work on the robot. So it's, I think as a, they're a relatively new team. So I'm sure they're where we were two years ago, just trying to figure these systems and procedures out. And uh, I'm sure two years from now, they'll, they'll have it nailed down a bit better. <laughs> well, you gotta hope so, because I mean, this, this year has been a bit of a rude awakening, really, which I, I don't really feel like, they, I mean, let's face it, last year they, they were kicking ass and taking names, and I think maybe mm-hmm. maybe people underestimated them, but at the same time, like, they were beating seasoned competitors, like, they were beating yeah. hydras and rotators and uppercuts, you know, you don't beat them by accident, you know, you, you have to be doing something right, and then this year it just hasn't worked out. Um, that initial kind of side-on impact from Triton kind of... I think it must have compressed a battery. I forgot to say, Will Bales was commentating on this. Yes, yep. yes, he was. He was boxside. Good. Uh, kind of got his practice in for remars. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, that was post remars, isn't it? Was it? It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, maybe. Has, it, has, it, been, has it been on. that long? Yeah, yeah. it has. <laughs> Timing's weird, you know, with recording, especially after like the the mid season break we've had. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all lost and flustered. Anyway, basketball. Anyway, the, the the impact that hits glitch, you know, kind of you see the magic smoke fly out. I think I, I think they did say it was battery smoke. I'm pretty sure yeah. it, it, it was. It, it it's it's dense smoke. white smoke, most yeah. likely batteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, you kind of think, okay, well, glitch is hurting. Yeah. Triton, again, tries to kind of maneuver around it, does so fairly well. Mm-hmm. Glitch does its drunken boxing, I'm just going to stumble backwards and you're going to hit me <laughs> technique. Yep. And... and it works because Triton goes flying into the air. It's that massive hit, yeah. All yeah. those belts come flying out. You're like, oh, okay, the fight's not over yet. You know, we saw what happened with Copperhead earlier this year. You know, you know, if something connects to that back end of Triton, it is history. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you, Triton using its bar yeah. as like a, a Bradley keyboard. with the big cojones. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put my whole weapon bar and just stick it right in the dishwasher, basically. <laughs> right in the blender. And yeah. It's just, oh... It's, it, it was the first one where like, they're kind of pushing it with the bar. That, I love that. That was oh, wonderful. Just nudging and then, it along. And, and then, then suddenly, oh, oh. And then ooh. thinking, oh, I got If I stick the weapon in there, what's gonna, <laughs> what will happen? Let's find out. And sure <laughs> enough, Glitch turns over. And as we've seen a couple of times this season, when it's upside down, it, it doesn't really drive upside down. And no. right on with a, a pretty famous win. I think, is that its first win in Battlebots? It, well, it is their first win. First it completely win. wrecks that bar. Like it's yeah, that bar, it was already shape. bent. But that yeah. after that, after that final hit, it is worse. It's like <laughs> it's completely out of shape. Yeah. Does Triton... I gotta say, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say uh, to Justin, does Triton intimidate you with its weapon size? Like, do you, do do you feel a bit precious going in with the, like comparing? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Like <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they actually, I don't know, but they must have the bigger 
far, right? I actually don't know how long throws are. Do you have something to know? Big. Very big. Book it, yeah. book it for next season. There you go. That's, that's yeah. what we yeah. need to see now. But there's, yeah. a, uh, there's a photo somewhere where we took, when they had brought deep, deep six instead of Trident, and you could put the deep six bar on Bloodsport, you can put the Bloodsport bar on deep six and kind of... <laughs> that's silly. Like, <laughs> that's so good. I love oh, it. Oh, brilliant. Um, where does Glitch go from here? Because they're now in the same hole that Shatterfied itself in 0-3. Yeah. It's not looking I mean, good for them, is it? They're really in the bin. I mean, they really are. This do, is do, not... do, you, do you think they're done now? Do you think that's it? I, I think so. Uh, I think even... I, I mean, I don't know. All of their losses have been pretty one-sided. Pretty one-sided. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they, they did quite some damage to, to Triton in this fight. I mean, that, that weapon's basically history. I mean, bring that to a, a hydraulic press somewhere that hopefully can flatten it, but and they uh, i just yeah. i i don't i don't see where glitch goes from here if they can't run upside down there's just they, they, all three of their fights have ended in such uh, well i mean technically this one ended be with able to run electrical problems yes as well that's the thing and it's just not working no like, this is probably the fight well, they, they didn't get to test it last year did they is the issue no. no i suppose that could be another thing they kind of thought underestimated the tolerances maybe i don't know mm-hmm. we'll have to yeah. ask uh, carl and the team again yeah. um who are these two's final fights? So Glitch, as I said, at 0-3, Triton out 1-2. and two. Yes. So Glitch's final fight, let's go with Glitch first. Glitch's final fight's against Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another horizontal, most destructive, uh, bot a couple years ago. I don't know where we go from here if Glitch can't stay upright. Uh, or if, 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 if uh, you know, if, if Triton can poke a hole in that top armor and, and cause a battery to go poof, uh, I would think that Valkyrie has an equal chance of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's they it, do. It, it, it's sort of different geometries in a way. Yeah, depending on with what disc Valkyrie decides to go with. Uh, yeah. I mean, they have they have many options. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's possible that Glitch could come out with an emphatic victory and and shock the world. But it's 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 not been as of late uh, impressing me, which is a shame because this is a bot that went O and O and seven, no seven and O seven, seven and O yeah. Yeah. seven and O and now has lost their last. Three, uh, four fights. Well, going oh, back to last well, year, yeah, four of course. Fights. Yeah, so they have yeah, still got a so. winning record overall, but it's oh, absolutely. But it started. The scale examples. is starting to tip back yeah. to back, back to, to equal as all things mm. should be. Mm. Um, there's your Thanos reference for the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's that. That's a that's a scary prospect. And Valkyrie, you know, trying to crack into, you know, maybe maybe get into the bracket. You know, it's a uh, that's a bot sitting currently at one and two, right? Yes, one and one, one and two, one and two after um, the the appeal. Yeah, one and two after oh, the course, appeal. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. Yeah, it's still kind of fuzzy for me, even though I was there and saw it. Uh, so, and then Triton's final fight is up against Horizon. Not a great draw for two of these robots trying to squeak their way into the bracket. Uh, I mean, Horizon, big test platform for you know whatever whatever you want to call Horizon. It's 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 like a mobile above a baby's spinner. crib. You know, it's like it yeah. goes, but it's very scary. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a. It's that that's a tough fight, uh, but I think Triton's got the possibility of you know reaching in and hitting that that base at the bottom. You know, m- much like uh, unlike some other robots that just don't have that capability to get to tr- uh, to get to Horizons. You know, decently protected base uh, mm-hmm. because of how wide the weapon is. Uh, but that's a that's a tough final fight for trying to make a an impression on the selection committee. Yeah, but you know, not easy one to call for either. Though, so it's kind of a a winner takes all. I feel that that one might be, but yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see in a couple of weeks how that one mm. pans out. Next up, we have 
Gigabyte and Star Child. What a great fight. And yeah. what, a, what a great exhibition yeah. of the material of Tegris, right? Like mm-hmm. this is, you know, if you ever wondered why, you know, Huge has kind of moved to this material, this is the fight you need to see. And um I, I do feel really bad for Star Child. Yeah. It's not kind of the right robot for it to fight, is it? No. Again, well, Star Child really have really has gotten scheduled by yeah. by this season. That's they're fighting bots either their size or bots that, you know, it's just hard to fight but the thing is you you you, you think that back uh, a couple years ago where huge fought against gigabyte and they spun their weapon down and it just it was just the perfect way for it to to hit from above and and do serious damage problem is star child's weapon has to come over first yeah uh, it hits a huge different difference. way yeah. yeah i think this is probably if not overhaul this is probably their quote-unquote kindest matchup because of just the nature of their opponents that they've got but even it's kind of mm. imagine giving a big wheeled you know boy like star child you know gigabyte like come on now that's just rude give him give him a game let's, <laughs> let's see what they make of that let's, let's, let's see what they, ha- they gonna make happen um this is by Throw far the away kids into the fire yeah literally yeah. literally um maybe they did it with ripperoni why can't they do it with star child as well this is this is true um but if you if you ever want us to know what's in like those specimen pots you know that this is this is your fight to find out yeah it really is this is just so much a good chance it's so something from stuff. this fight yeah <laughs> yeah this is also by far and away gigabyte's best fight of the season oh for sure so so Absolutely. far like fantastic you know well controlled throughout kind of kept it vaguely out of the walls which is not easy to do as we've seen um took their time and just delivered so much damage to star child yeah, but, using that kind of flat wing setup on the top, even though they throw one of them kind of early in this fight, and it's very it, it, it's it's visible how how they're off balance. Yeah, there's a and that wing of... kind of starts to bend up a little bit, a little bit more, and it starts to become more obvious that they're just they're they're, <laughs> they're oscillating a little bit. But it's uh, fine because after they both uh, bend up and break off, then it's all balanced again, so it's fine. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, but very very impressive. Uh, you know, keep running the whole fight. You know, just just basically pick your shots and just rip those wheels apart. Ah, uh, it, 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 it's it's nice to see them getting some good good uh, good bites in. It's for lack of a, a better term and, and the pun. Uh, it's uh, it, it it was it was nice to see them back to form. Yeah, this this is actually a match that we spent a bit of time watching as well, um, mm-hmm. specifically because of the Tigress wheels, because it's yeah. kind of a new kind of I think is like some sort of composite that's been coming onto the scene for a couple of years now, and mm-hmm. it's always interesting to see when a horizontal fights it. Because sometimes it works wonderfully, and sometimes it doesn't. And trying to understand that equation a bit better is always always interesting to us. Um, so yeah, we definitely definitely watch this like, pretty close. Also, yeah. the other half of your team last year had to deal with it with retrograde, didn't they? They fought huge. Yep, yep, that's true. They made it some <laughs> experience. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know if they got to use their uh, weapon else too much to test it. Oh no, because but... you didn't have the spin oh, yeah. on that fight, did they? No, lift it. Like, yeah. Yeah, because they needed uh, a, a way to put the armor on, which ended up getting ripped off. <laughs> Huge, be ah. scary. Yeah. <laughs> As we've seen this year. As we, um, yeah, a lot more. Um, Starchild now moves to Owen three. Um, again, we've safe kind of to said, say their season's over, even with a win, maybe in their last. Well, if they if they pull a madness out of the hat and yeah. beat Huge. Maybe they how, sneak could, in. how could you keep them out, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. Maybe they sneak in. I don't know. Like, there's there's always a chance, I guess. But like, they'd have to, they'd have to do a number on huge. Who is their final fight, by the way? Sorry, I'm kind of stolen. It would be that's that's okay. No, it's fine. It, I mean, it, it's coming anyway. The, the the final fight. I mean, we've already dropped it. It's huge. It they they get to fight another big boy. But this yeah. would be the true Cinderella story. If you beat a huge that just 
it's just running through the field this year. Uh, a bot that that we thought was going to we we heard rumblings that it might retire. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's it, it, it's it's very tantrum in that respect where tantrum was going to retire. Like like we we talked to Aaron. Uh, where like he was considering, you know, not bringing Tantrum back after the season. I mean, the season that they won, that was going to be the last year for Tantrum. Uh, it's it's eerie how similar the uh, the stories have gone. So maybe huge make a run and maybe, you know, they have a banner possibly considering <laughs> that this this spot was going to be, you know, going out to pasture uh, and then, you know, Starchild, you know, if they can get the scalp. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a committee member trying it's, to make that argument, but it's going to be a tough go for them, certainly. But we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes yeah yeah and then gigabytes has <laughs> oh well the, the shell in this shot might be their best chance against the end game uh well i mean we we talked earlier in the episode how well the uss beta armor works against verts but a, a vertical shell vertical walled shell i, I don't know and end game's just i i mean what do you do Look, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I know try to survive I know a guy who the, the Gigabyte team can ask if they're struggling as a horizontal to figure out a way to beat Endgame. This okay. man right here. This man down here. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, it, look, again, Gigabyte so far this season has struggled, I think it's fair to say. You know, the first fight really struggled against free shipping, um, mm-hmm. and they kind of panicked a little bit, I think, in that fight. They kind of seem to have settled down quite a lot more now. But they're going up against one of if not the best robot in the field it's a big yeah. ask it's a yeah. big ask but i mean you I, I, they beat endgame i think they they crack the they crack the top 32 yeah i mean you, you need it's a, it's a must win their, their playoffs their playoffs start week 13 that's it you know i'm Correct. wondering whether they use the uh like the wedge attachment that they had at the oh yeah well possibly the kind mm-hmm. of the spikes yeah. i like that i think they should make that a permanent thing i've said yeah, that before, i mean but... they used it in china before like it's yeah. not like they just threw it on there last year because mm. they thought, why not? It's, it's a tried and tested thing, so mm. it's, it's worth a go. Yeah. Roll the dice. They yeah. are in Vegas after all. Our penultimate fight. And our first two teams completing yeah. their schedules. Speaking of rolling the dice, oh, well, I mean, is. it's great to see Captain Federator back in action straight away yeah. after the absolute pasting they took from yeah. Riptide. This fight got pushed back quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this... This was, I think, leave. This was the only fight that uh, got delayed by a day after the uh, the incident, <laughs> um, and we won't say anything else. <laughs> we don't want to upset the comments any more than we. Not want again. To. We're Come not going now. back to that again. again. We've had a mid-season break, all right? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it really wasn't a a matchup that suits Captain Shredderator again. You know, Jackpot yeah. have a fairly sturdy wedge. We've seen them beat people like Tombstone in the past, and um. It took a while for Jackpot to get going, and you know they didn't. I would say they laboured to a win, but they they certainly took their time. And I, may, I suppose you got to credit Shredderate for that as well to kind of stay yeah. out of danger. But ultimately, it was only go. The wind was only blowing one way, and it blew the way of Jackpot, who have recovered from a an zero and two start back to two and two. Mm-hmm. They're back in winning form. Uh, I feel like the the tail end of their schedule has been. Uh... It's been it's been much more helpful. like it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been helpful to kind of get back into uh back into form where their last fight against against Ribot, Ribot's been having trouble this year. Uh so it's sometimes it's not a bad thing to catch a team on a downslope, you know, to kind of pick yourselves back up. Uh sometimes you gotta take advantage of those situations. And then Shredderator, you know, coming off a uh evisceration in their last fight, 
uh, for lack of a better term. It's it's I mean, there, there's very few teams that probably are, are more tired than they are coming into this fight with how heavy a rebuild they had to do. Um, yeah, you do have other bots and other shells, but I mean, there's I mean, I mean, there's there's limits to how much you can reuse after a fight like that. Uh, yeah, especially when the internals were kind of damaged. Yeah, up, right? we had a fireworks show. Um, but yeah, those are this is this was a really solid fight. Uh, I mean, there's 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 lots of great hits, and you know, Shredderator. It's it's the age old shell problem where if you get them near a wall, uh, you can't spin up. Uh, it's that that's that's the real problem here. And, and Jackpot did a really good job keeping them in the corner, uh, keeping that spinner down, and just gives them time to spin up. And from there, it's it's just you know getting your hits in and just wearing Shredderator down. Uh, I'd love to know if this was really the nice point driving. that Jeff managed to uh, work out like the issues that the team were having with like the the magnets uh, in the weapon master because. I remember when we spoke to him last time, it was still not quite happy with how the spin-up was on Jackpot. So this may have been the time when they were finally getting back on track with it. It felt like they were laboring a little bit in the first half, but mm -hmm. later on, once the, the damage was started to show on the shell, they were fully back on form. Yeah. They just did a really good job of keeping them in that one corner. Yes. <laughs> even when even when Shredder would creep out, it's it's you get right back there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you stay in your corner. Yeah. <laughs> you like it yeah um yeah just another thing to add i mean from it seemed fairly cut and dry but it, it, as i did kind of take a while for jackpot to kind of find their groove yeah this uh this match was kind of a good juxtaposition the right term between this and the riptide fight because mm -hmm. jackpot and riptide are not too indifferent in the way that the boss are designed and kind of function mm -hmm. and just seeing how you know just brutal riptide was in like such a short period of time I mean, they had like six hits in like 15 seconds or something like just completely brutalized Captain Schrader like we've never it's like unprecedented and very impressive battle bots it's unbelievable mm -hmm. and then you see like jackpot which is I probably should consider more of a traditional vertical spinner you know with, you know, plate, you know sheet, uh, uh, sheet metal and, and things of that sort and just seeing them side to side is like wow like Riptide is gonna they're gonna wreck some bots in the future yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course you you fought Riptide before. Yeah, yeah in season season six. Yeah, mad. That was, was tough enough, and now they're <laughs> now, now it's even scarier. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll put them on your do, try and not fight them list. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now this is where I normally ask future fights. Um. These two have completed their schedule. They're both now finished. Jackpot yep. at two and two. Shredderator at one and three. I'm gonna ask for a one word answer with David first. Jackpot. Bracket, yes or no? Yes, but just. Okay. Steve? Yes. I, I, I believe they've done enough to... to uh, you also have to consider past success, too. I feel like that helps, especially with teams that... Uh, past success, you know. and they've had a hard line-up as well. Yes. Yep. I, I, I think they'll get in. Okay. Well, Justin, what did, you, what did you reckon? Well, I know what the result is, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think my... Uh, so do I, but... All right, all right. we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll uh... A bit of creative interpretation. We'll we'll leave we'll leave that one. Um, Steve Shredderator, yes or no? I I think this is the last fight, the last regular season fight. We'll see Captain Shredderator fight. Maybe they get a Sin City Slugfest, but this is the last time I think we're going to see them in the main season. Well, ever? Uh, ever? I I, 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 I no. I think I think Nave was considering this being the last year for Shredderator. I don't know if that's been. They public, did mention but... it in, in commentary, yeah. didn't they? So yeah, it's. They mentioned I mean, it a few times. Yeah. yeah. It could be a, a huge situation where maybe he comes back one more year and, you know, but it, 
I, I think the field has really advanced in quite a way that maybe Brian says, maybe I'll take a year, you know, to kind of, con- I mean, this is one of the robots that's been there every year since it came back, mm-hmm. since the ABC run, mm-hmm. you know, it's, th- this, they, ha- they haven't missed a beat. Four. Four Them, now. Hypershock, Witch Doctor, Witch Doctor, and... Lockjaw, Whiplash, Lockjaw, Whip- kind of. Yeah, Whiplash but... technically. Okay. Yeah. Um, David, I'll ask you as well. Yes or no for Shredderator? It's it's a no. Their only win was against Hijinks, and that wasn't the best win in the world. Mm-hmm. And they've they've been they've been beat bitten on. They've been Eaten. beaten into just non full on destruction and just bullied in this mm-hmm. fight. It's it's just not happening for them there there. So it's a shame after last year getting into the bracket, it's yeah. just not happening this time. Yeah. I'm going to agree. I don't think Shredder gets in, but you know, fair enough. They they got a win again. I think you know, it's all you can really ask for. They you know, they were a couple of seasons where they just didn't win for like eight fights yeah. straight. I think it was. So mm-hmm. the fact that they have got another win, you know, still in 2023 is fantastic for them. But I think ultimately falling a little bit short. Now, a lot of soul searching. We have waited. We have waited a yeah. long time. Our main event is, of course. Bloodsport versus Gold Carbide. Yep. Um, <laughs> of course, I'm joking. It is Rotator. Um, That's the right one. It is, it is beautiful, kind of wrapped armor setup, which, you know, we saw the great Lincoln Electric kind of bit as well, where they kind of machine off the kind of, or cut off the top layer of the of the wedge and kind of grind it down. Brilliant stuff. And again, worth the waiting gold at BattleBots, as I'm sure a lot of teams can attest to. Talk us about the. Well, talk us through the fight then, Justin. What's what's the what's the state of play? What's what's going on? Yeah, so uh, we knew going to the fight that you know we've seen the ice wave fight. We knew they had the option to go upside down and try to go for a head. We weren't sure if they would try to pull something like that, like last second, like pretend to be facing you know on the ground to try to flip ourselves over. So we had the armor, kind of trying to hold up the uh, uh, protect the head a little bit. We also knew, like, oh, maybe there's a good chance to go, like, just try a different strategy and go, like, kind of like a Valkyrie route where they just take a beating for the entire entire match and, you know, try to get us to, you know, die or flip over or do something that we wouldn't want to be doing. Um, so we, of course, have the wedge in the bottom. Uh, and we actually had, if you look closely, we actually had wedgelets kind of snuck in between, like, the wedge itself. Um, now it's just kind of like to play, like, a strategic game, like, if they try to lead which first we have an advantage and kind of trying to play yeah kind of play this game of course it got ripped off right they went yeah weapon first and ripped them right off right at the beginning so didn't last for very long but uh that was there uh and most of most of what we were just aiming for is exactly what ended up happening you know we always aim try to be unpredictable in the driving try to aim for the the edges of the wedge we ended up clipping the the wheel nub on that and i don't know if that's actually what it's doing but that little nub at the end, we, we got clipped off, and the wedge kind of dislodged a little bit at that point. And once the once they're driving, I looked slower and inconsistent. Uh, I think it, it made it a little bit easier for us to kind of maneuver to where we wanted to and kind of take the hits we wanted to take. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was just a case of fortunately our robot was able to take the hits they were able to dish out, and we were able to rip off enough pieces after a couple of hits on their robot. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, that was that was the match. <laughs> I mean, you made it sound very simple, but there must have been a part of you going into this thinking, okay, Rotator has a setup for everyone and can do all sorts of trickery. They could run forks, they could run, obviously they ran the big wedge in the end, but it could have been 
any setup. It could have been like what, like going into the fight, were you kind of thinking, okay, this is going to be a, a proper tough match, or did you kind of look at the Hydra fight at the start of the season, and think there's a weakness to be gained here? You know, there's there's obviously you know been issues for Rotate this year. It hasn't really been at its best. We we kind of buying into that more or the, or the or the first? Yeah, when we heard this schedule, we actually wrote this. We looked at the four boss. We wrote Rotator off as a loss. It was like okay, <laughs> we're losing yeah. Rotator. Um, but as we kind of went through the season, we you know we lost a Copperhead. We're like, oh, gee, like we probably should have won that one, but it didn't, didn't work out the way we wanted to. And we got to Rotator. I'm like, okay, we actually really have to win this if we want to continue on to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sure enough, yeah, it kind of kind of worked out that they were having like a, like they were. You know, I think Victor at some point said like he was solving problems he didn't want to be solving because there's like. You know, are you familiar, guys familiar with the Basque at all? Yes. Oh, we have vaguely. <laughs> Rory Mangles and his Vesks has been yes. all over the podcast this year. <laughs> uh, he had Rory, Rory was a legend this year for so many teams. Mm-hmm. Yep, so many, yeah. It was, but anyway, so, of course, he was having Vesk issues. No one wants to be solving Vesk issues during the... So he wasn't really paying attention. He probably wasn't spending the time that he needed to to be strategizing. He's just trying to get the damn weapon to work, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we kind of lucked out in that case in, in that, uh, you know, robot wasn't quite hundred percent, you know, maybe he was getting there for, during our fight, but you know, it wasn't, wasn't the rotary generally, like you generally see in the previous sense. So yeah, we, we left out a little bit, but I still think the, the fight was solid. We hit the part, we hit everything we needed to hit, uh, made, did the damage we needed to do. And I actually have the wedge. So Victor gifted me with the, the wedge of rotator. No right. kidding. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that. that is class. Yeah, lovely piece. Wow. Fantastic! Probably no damage there. Oh, by far my favorite. You know that's got to make you proud that a, something you made did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's scary to think about. I mean, it now puts you at two and one. You know, you're kind of thinking, okay, feeling pretty good about your chances. I mean, obviously, it no one's guaranteed a place, but you know the. The, the, he had a spectacular loss, a very short loss, but a spectacular one nonetheless. A win against a robot, you know, in Gigabyte, which has got pedigree and, you know, is on paper probably not something you're meant to beat because of, as we mentioned earlier, the geometry of the two robots. And then Rotator always ends up losing to the eventual champion anyway. Yeah. So you kind of got to think, well, that's got to be a ticket in our corner. Like, are we feeling good at this point? Yeah, I think we had a solid chance. You never know with two and two, um, if, we, if we were to go two and two, you know, if you go three and one. You're good, but if you go two and two, it's always kind of a question of where in the bracket you end up landing. Um, so we knew like the next the next fight, we just need to make sure it was a good fight. Like, there's no yeah, one hit wonders or anything like that. Just, as long as it's a solid fight, we had a really good chance of making the playoffs, and we can like work, work it from there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um. I do want to talk a little bit about Rotator. Obviously, as we said, it kind of it did seem like it was struggling throughout, and I do, I do wonder if they still didn't quite have the ground. Like I mean, the, the ground, the ground scraping wedge was still wasn't. It doesn't look like it was driving quite right from the get go. Yeah. Even even in like the wasn't the happy, square. Was it? Um, again, we'll probably have to discuss that with Victor at some point as well. But it, it just it mm-hmm. didn't seem happy. And this is not to take anything away from yourself, Justin. It, no. it, it just it didn't seem like it was a peak rotator like we know we know how good he can be he's he's just a, a demon on the sticks and just it didn't look right and you know i'm sure you're not going to take it you know you know you absolutely say okay if he's if he's not happy then we'll, we'll take it but it's 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 unfortunate in that aspect i suppose yeah it's definitely not the not the 100 percent victor rotator that we were used to there's definitely some level of uh gremlins that they're working through and 
it, some seasons, some seasons are just like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, they try to improve the robot, change a few things and then something happens. It doesn't you quite find work. new problems. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, with, with our new version of Bloodsport 3, we same thing. Fortunately, none of them are super, super critical, minus the whole head debacle. <laughs> Apart from the, the, the fire, it's fine. That's it's it's... the fire, yeah, it's, it's okay. Um, but yeah, luckily, we were able to resolve that pretty quickly. Um, so it wasn't like this ongoing desk issue that we had. It was just, oh, we changed material. It's good now. We can focus on new things that going forward into the competition. Yeah, absolutely. There, there is a scary moment in this fight where you're up on, this, up on the screws, and usually that would be a place where, where Victor would come over and just... You know that that, that 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 that's his party, man. Like, just get somebody stuck and just start just start wailing on them, or just you know, or outside of there, like his his backup, his his stolen from Ray tactic of <laughs> borrowed rather, just go yeah. backwards and then whip the weapon around. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, after that first hit, I mean, he wasn't driving straight anyway. So even though you were stuck on the screws and just ready to just be hit. He just couldn't come over and deliver it, and then you you just guys you got you guys just continued to ground away until. You know, until that was it, and then you threw your face at him. You know, because <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, the face was uh, unfortunate, but yeah, it wasn't great, <laughs> was it? Like throughout the fight, <laughs> it's so funny. just like, lo- lo- launching the the demon head from. from yeah. It's like yeah, have that, have fun. Yeah. Um, I have to say, you know, it's this isn't just because you're here. Like I've noticed, like consistently over the last couple of years, like the, just the driving of Bloodsport is like, it doesn't look like an easy robot to control. And like, you make it seem mm-hmm. very effortless. Like what, what's your secret? Secret. Uh, I mean, I did high school ro- robotics in high school. So I've had experience driving robots before. It's not like BattleBots was my first, first mm-hmm. gig in that, in that mm-hmm. realm. Um, but I think a lot of it is just practice. Um, you know, I used to do a lot of beetleweights at it. Unfortunately, I don't go to Beetleweight competitions too often anymore. But back when I was starting, I yeah got to went to as many Beetleweight competitions as I could just to get stick time. And, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of it is, uh, you know, you, you just kind of get to feel the robot. So there's actually it's kind of funny. You, you, I appreciate the compliment, but a lot of the fights I, I go after after the fight, I kind of have like a deep brief with the team. I'm like, damn, my driving is like, just <laughs> like I'm the so worst. <laughs> yeah, when we watch it back, and like it looks fine. You know, like it, like the robot wasn't quite doing what I wanted to do, but it was like good enough to where it was yeah. on TV. So every year I try to like improve things so it is more drivable and you know more predictable, and, mm-hmm. and especially the horizontal. And you can never know exactly how much. Uh, you have like kind of like a, a torque reaction to the drive, so it likes to drift yes. in one direction, and mm. especially the things and matches, it tends to be very difficult. So a lot of times I'll just go straight at the beginning of the match. It's going to pull. And, and, and it just, it just, like if I want to go right, I'll just go straight, no, mm. swerve right. Or if we're going to spin the other way, I'll go swerve left or something. So just, it's just kind of learning things like that as well. For, mm. you know, like at the beginning of the match, it's going to go right. So I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's kind of arc slightly to the left. Um, let's talk about future fights. Let's start with Rotator now. One and two. Yeah, now one and two. Uh, going into their final fight against Fusion, both of these bots fighting for their tournament turn- yeah, tournament lives. I, um, uh, I mean, Rotator. Weird. I think ha- R- Rotator. I think has a strong enough schedule that I even think it. I one think and Fusion three does. I think Fusion think does so too. too. Well, I mean, they've, okay. they've both got a good chance, and this is one where mm. they can be happy they've got their fourth fight as well. Because like yes. the last couple of years, three mm. fights and that's it, yeah. or two fights even uh, last mm-hmm. year. I think though, so. if you look at the, the schedule that Fusions had, you know, they had a a win against Emulsify, which was an incredible fight. They had a loss yeah. against Witch Doctor, which was an incredible fight, and their other loss is against Huge, who has been tearing it all season. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Rotator, obviously the losses to Bloodsport and Hydra, obviously a good win against Jackpot, who has now recovered as well. So it's kind of yes, it's thankfully recovered. If Jackpot didn't recover, I think there's a there's a, an argument to be made about Rotator, possibly, which is the weirdest thing to even think about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Considering, yeah, you know, I, I don't think he's missed the bracket since you know 2016 second season 2016 yeah. yeah back when witch doctor sent it at the wall yeah bloodsport however your final fight justin mm. the big british hammer beater um initial thoughts feelings what was your kind of reaction when you sort of saw that list of four you see beater right at the end yeah it's really tricky box you don't it, it has such a giant wedge yeah. And it's hard to know exactly how that wedge is going to interact. Because sometimes, usually when you see a big, thin wedge, you're like, okay, I can punch holes into it. I can catch it pretty easily. Um, but when you actually look back at Edith's old fights, it tends to be very controlled. It's a very, very like good, well-built wedge. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to know exactly how it, it'll perform. And the other thing that kind of caught me off guard when I went up to, like, went up to John after seeing this, and this is just how wide the robot is. Mm-hmm. Like our robot's actually very compact compared to many other robots. It's very small, but it is almost like twice the width of a, or a, a blood sport or something. Like it's, it's very, very large. Yeah, I mean, there's that lovely photo of the tantrum just fitting within like Beta's armor from a few yes. years back. It just <laughs> shows like how wide Beta is overall. Yeah, so that, that just makes it more difficult for us to try to you know get it. Because when you look at this photo here, you see all this goodness. <laughs> it's yeah. so tempting, right? It's like it's like a it's like a candy shop, and you're like, mm, "What do I want?" But then you have I to want get, that one. You have to get through the locked door one. first. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's so tricky. Yeah, one hit through that would just it'd be done. Um, yeah, but I was I also felt kind of bad and like when I was looking at it, I'm like, I never looked at Beta Beta very closely until like when we had to fight them, and I'm like, oh, it's like a beautiful piece of like engineering, fitting all this like hydraulic or pneumatics. No, don't make connections. No. Don't use your heart, use your brain. <laughs> like, I, think, I think I would have like cried if I like, <laughs> I would have I done it, but you know, like, <laughs> you know, the, the warrior meme was like, I've won, but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> Literally if, if Bloodsport cleaves through beta, we won't find that out um, for another couple of weeks yet. Um, but that brings us very nicely to the end. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for your time. Um, what can you, well, I don't know, how do, we, how do we end this? Yeah. Where can we find you? What do you do? Yeah. Where can we do, where can we get things that are Bloodsport related? Hmm. Oh yeah, we have a, uh, we have a website, bloodsportbattleboss.com. Um, maybe can we link somewhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do the stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have a, a shop with a bunch of uh, stickers, poker chips. You have a lot of bots and stuff. Hey. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Boston stuff. That's <laughs> yes. um, and yeah. You can. We also have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of Nick and many of the other Seth um, will go and post videos time to time, explaining a lot of details of what the the inner workings of inner workings of Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually starting a blog on our website as well. Uh, I think the first one might be up already. And talking about the chassis design. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, we have Facebook and Instagram, of course, as well. So yeah, you can check us out. Send us an email message whatever we'll be happy to chat with you guys <laughs> awesome um yeah justin thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure and i hope at some point you'll you'll come back and chat with us again absolutely it was, it was a lot of fun awesome nice well we'll see you next week for more BattleBots action um only a few more episodes now until the bracket which is all very wow. exciting we're getting to that uh squeaky bum time of the season um but in the meantime i have been samuel 64 i've been steve the american killjoy i've been david of Smeg. 
I'm Justin. Hey. <laughs> and, uh, well, maybe we'll see Jevon next week. Who knows? But um, at least we'll be here for more BattleBots action. We'll see you then. <laughs>